Laws can be complicated. Just read the fine print of your taxes. The laws we hear about this week are simple. To inherit eternal life, you must love God and love your neighbor. Seems pretty easy, right? But is it? Here's the story. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, Who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. And then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back I will repay you whatever more you spend. Now which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The human brain can justify just about anything, especially to ease a guilty conscience. Uh, the first church I served in full-time ministry had a significant endowment fund that was dog-eared for the church organ, meaning the money from the trust could only be spent on the church organ. The church could be in danger of collapse, lights turned out, anything. But you couldn't touch the funds of this account unless it was to tune or upgrade the church pipe organ. Well, the finance committee, uh, they needed help paying the electric bill. And so they used the interest off of the checking account of the interest of the endowment of the church organ to pay the bill. Now, if that doesn't sound complicated, it gets better. The reasoning for this was that if the church organ was to work, you need electricity. To have electricity, we need to pay the bill. And where are we going to get the money to pay the bill? The interest off the checking account of the interest of the endowment count for the pipe organ. It was crazy. But this points to our gospel text this week. The lawyer is testing Jesus, but more significantly, he's looking for justification for his actions. What these were, we don't know specifically. But the nature of the discourse between him and Jesus makes me think he liked to pick and choose who he should be kind towards or neighborly with. And Jesus catches him at every corner. And in the end, in the light of the gospel, the lawyer must confess 
that to be a good neighbor, we must show mercy and kindness to everyone, even those we don't like. It's easy to say we love God with our whole heart. It gets a little more tricky to say we love our neighbor as ourselves. Do we really? Trouble is, both of these commandments, they are tied together. You cannot love God and hate your neighbor. You cannot hate your neighbor and love God. It's an all or nothing deal. On this July 4th, as we celebrate the birth of our nation, a nation of neighbors, if you will, from around the world, think on these words inscribed on the base of the Statue of Liberty. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. And ask yourself, who is my neighbor?